Welcome to another episode of Our Athletes. My name is Michael Rozeal, and I'm the host of this show where I get to have conversations with Olympic athletes and hopefuls on their story and path to the Games. Today, we have Andrew Erlob of USA Ski Jumping Olympic Hopeful for 2022. And Andrew is one of the youngest people we've had on the show, so I was super, super grateful for the opportunity to get to speak with him and hear about his life to this point. Um, you know, he's 18. He has already won a U.S. Cup, uh, U.S. Cup champion. He's on the national team. He's been to the 2019 Worlds. He is just all around incredible. So super young dude, but he has so much ahead of him. And it was great getting the opportunity to speak with him about what he's doing, what he plans on getting into, and how he plans to do it. So um, really, really grateful again. So thank you to Andrew. First, a message from our sponsor, launchingpodcast.com. If you are interested in creating a podcast, this is the best way to do it. It is an easy step-by-step video course on how to create your very first podcast. Um, And then if you want to do more, you can just utilize it again. You buy it once, it's all yours. So Rob does an incredible job at explaining everything that you need to know from the microphone that you need to how do you formulate episodes, what you need to do to make sure that they are successful to put them up and get them going. He soup to nuts screws and bolts everything that you could possibly possibly want in a understanding how to create a podcast he does it at launchingpodcast.com i it helped me become a thought leader i've created some incredible relationships and people are now coming seeking me out to be on the show and to be a part of what we're building over here so thank you so much to launching podcast use promo code mike at launchingpodcast.com for fifty dollars off that's promo code mike for fifty dollars off so thank you so much and here is andrew erlob all right, today's special guest, Andrew Erlob of USA Ski Jumping Olympic Hopeful for 2022. Andrew was born April 12th, 2001. I think you're the first person from the 2000s that I've been able to interview. So thank you for that, Andrew. I appreciate you being first there. Um, from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, started skiing and ski jumping at the age of five. Currently a senior in high school and will attend the University of Utah next year with some online courses. Joined the U.S. Junior National Development Team in 2015. Was a junior national champion in 2017, U.S. Cup champion in 2018. Officially was joining joined the national team in 2019 and placed 44th at the 2019 World Championships. Andrew, thanks for hanging out with me today, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. The pleasure is all mine. You're going to be the guy on the podium one day, not me. I can promise you that. So um, if you don't mind, take us back to the beginning. I mean, ski jumping at the age of five, that sounds terrifying. Let's let's uh, jump into that part of the conversation. Um, well, I guess I'll uh, bring it back to the way beginning um, with the parents uh, because there are very minimal ski jumping towns in the United States. Um, so fortunately, I was able to grow up in one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my father, he grew up in Nielsville, Wisconsin, about an hour away from Eau Claire, small farm town. Um, my mom from Western Minnesota, also small farm town. And they both uh, went to school here in Eau Claire College, um, met there, uh, went down to Florida, University of Florida, uh, go, yeah, go Gators. Yeah, chomp, chomp, go Gators. Um, yeah, and finished the uh, education up there, migrated back up here and uh, yeah, started a family. And I will forever be grateful that, you know, so many little things could have happened mm-hmm. in that, you know, story that could have, you know, ended 
you know, we could have ended up 20 minutes down the road in Menominee and, you know, I might have never even heard of ski jumping. And so, you know, or you could have ended up a couple thousand miles away in the beautiful weather of Florida, but Hey, exactly. Crazy, yeah. crazy things happen. Crazy. Exactly. Things. What yeah. was, I, well, I'm assuming because they're both from, uh, the, the upper Midwest, whatever, you know, the Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota area. That's why they eventually came back. Was there any, and, and you said that they met at Eau Claire, the school at Eau Claire, correct? Yep, University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. And that's what brought them back there. So, yeah, man, I mean, I think that's incredible. There's so many things and so many – there's so many forks in the road. And if you just keep yeah. taking the one path the whole time, you you get to one of the best ski jumpers in the entire world. So, I think that that's pretty darn cool. So, yeah, yeah. good stuff, man. That is fantastic. So, one thing I always um, really like to do and make sure people are, you know, educated on all these sports because some of them, you know, really only watch once every four years, unfortunately. So could you give us a little, I don't know, a little background education on ski jumping and, and I guess maybe some uh, history on it as well as like, what am I actually watching and what is actually being judged while you're, you know, jumping three football fields? Yeah. Um, I would say at the top of the ski jump is probably one of the most focused, um, you know, one of the most focused sporting, you know, times of, um, yeah. So I would say, uh, the top of the ski jump would be, um, hundred percent focus and, um, yeah, there's really no other, um, sport that, um, I guess really has that. And, uh, that's, um, one thing that I really loved about it was at the top, you are looking down and you're all, you know, is, you know, this is what I got to do and we're got to do it. And so, um, the in run, um, it's very, very weird. You look at the tuck and you would think, you know, I could really, any person could do it, but there's a lot of different things that, uh, go into it. A lot of flexibility. Um, a lot of time tweaking just little things, little arm positions and, uh, you know, little head movements. And uh, there's so many different things that can uh, mess up that in run and mm -hmm. um, very crucial, just like, <laughs> you know. So explain to us what is an in run and what is the tuck? Okay. Uh, sorry. They're, they're both the same. Um, oh, okay. Okay. We more call it the in run. I guess some people kind of call it the tuck you know, cause they don't really know the specific terms of the in run or of, of it being called the in run. Um, but that would be when you're going down the ski jump, you know, head first, mm -hmm. um, un, unlike your, um, not common to do things head first. So that's something to get used to. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the takeoff, uh, that's very, a lot of complex movements into one um you know you it's hard to describe um see as someone ignorant kind of to the sport again i watch it once every four years i think it's super cool every time i watch it but then i watch it again four years later so like you're right like it doesn't look i it's it looks easier than it is i'm assuming it looks like when you get to the bottom of the ramp you push off and then you try and stay you know relatively stable in the air right but i'm yeah. sure that there's way more that goes into it than just simply pushing off at the end right yeah yeah and we spend many uh <laughs> countless hours you know either watching film um or videos you know mm -hmm. of our takeoffs and a lot of gym time you know tweaking and 
getting that um, muscle memory developed. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's not just, you know, the most athletic, strongest person, you know, is going to win in ski jumping. There's, you know, so much um, technique that goes into it. And I, I usually compare it to golf, I would say. And um, it's so technique based and any little thing that goes wrong can really alter, you know, everything. And so, um, yeah, I would compare it with golf in that sort of aspect that it's not, it's not all about the LeBron James. I'm gonna, you know, be the best athlete in the world and be the best in my sport. It's more about, you know, I'm going to work on my technique and develop that. And, uh, obviously strength and, you know, being a good athlete plays a large role. Never hurt, right? Never hurt. But you know, it's, it's a different type of sport and Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's very technique so that's um, interesting you actually said that you watch film um and you know like when i think of watching film you think of you know basketball and and football essentially just kind of seeing seeing what you did right and what you did wrong and and what the other team is doing obviously there's no other team in this aspect do you watch film of some of the other ski jumpers and kind of side by side yourself and see what you what maybe they're doing even though knowing body composition will be taken into it as you said you know being an athlete does help you know how do you how do you take information from those other athletes and apply it to yourself knowing that it's not completely a one-to-one correlation um when we are watching videos um we do um compare um, Mm -hmm. to the best guys and see what we're doing right what we're doing wrong uh, maybe even what they're doing wrong and uh yeah, I mean, it's tough because there's so many different ways that ski jumping can technically mm-hmm. work. Um, just because, um, you know, you do this on the takeoff and, you know, somebody does that, it doesn't, there really is no right and wrong, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, or I guess the perfect ski jump to say. Um, but there are um, definitely things that can always be fixed. And yeah. So we do do a lot of comparisons and, um, but mainly we're just trying to focus in on ourselves and see what we need to do to, uh, be better. And yeah, absolutely. And I assume that this is a, an, a consistently, you know, constant process. Like, I guess, is it at the end of the year or at the beginning of the year, do you really try and hone in on, on a few major things? And throughout the year, you're just kind of trying to tweak little tiny things along the way or is it when you see something that you think you can improve drastically you just go for it um yeah usually um throughout the whole year um you're trying to change things and um i guess yeah that's one thing that we're kind of different um with other sports where they're going to make their huge changes you know um in the uh, you know off season maybe Mm -hmm. and um be ready to go for the season. Um, whereas we are always, you know, every training we're trying to tweak, um, whether it's a big thing or a small thing, you know, you always are thinking about that, whether it's, you know, in the gym or on the hill, you know, always trying to change and, uh, yeah. Very cool, man. I love it. I love it. And clearly, um, you've been doing this a little longer than I have. So, not uh, I'll take your advice on a lot of this stuff. So that's fantastic. So thank you for that. Really appreciate it. So in 2015, you joined the developmental team yep. um, for USA Nordic. 
tell us like how does that process work or or even begin because it's not like they just call you up one day and they're like hey Andrew you you want to join the developmental team I'm assuming there's some sort of recruitment or or you know that you've been on their radar for a little while so tell us how that process works and, and how eventually you did make it onto that dev team um I guess due to ski jumping being a pretty small mm -hmm. um pretty small sport um Kids uh, at more of the bigger competitions, such as junior nationals or, um, you know, domestic competitions, uh, that's when you get noticed. And I cannot give you the exact um, criteria or what mm -hmm. qualified me for um, it in 2015, but there um, was some sort of criteria, um, such as maybe, you know, like a top uh -huh. five at junior yeah, nationals yeah, yeah. or um, a top whatever at this sort of competition. And, you know, that's then what ultimately gets you on, you know, the team. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's always something to look forward to. And, uh, yeah, it was very cool. I was more of on the younger side, um, with guys such as, uh, Casey Larson and, um, yeah, I, I know you interviewed Casey, so... Um, Great, yeah. Go check out yeah. Casey's show if you haven't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he was two years older than me. Um, there was also other guys, you know, around his age. Um, but that was cool because then I could learn from them mm -hmm. and see what they were doing and, uh, yeah, kind of steal some of their... Uh, special tricks and yeah yeah right i mean hey they've been doing yeah as you said you know they're they're a little bit older than you so there's always something to learn and even if someone's younger uh, there's still an opportunity to learn from everybody um that's always important but what, what did it mean to you being named to you know the united states development team because that means you are one step closer to the olympics now i don't know if at 13 14 or 15 that was a major goal or um even a possibility you thought but i mean you're there, you know, there's only so many people on the developmental team that had to have been really cool at such a young age, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think there was about on the original, um, there was probably about seven or eight of us. So it was minimal. Um, and yeah, it was, it was very cool. Um, it brings with added opportunities and, um, you know, get to training with or you get to train with um, very respected coaches. Um, you get to see what, you know, you need to do to be on the next level. And, yeah, it was great. It was a great opportunity. I was very, super excited to uh, – I believe it was in the spring they named it. So in the summer, you know, we were already getting to do all these super cool um, training camps, um, getting to know the guys more. And uh, yeah, it was it was super exciting and super fun. Springtime. That sounds like a pretty great birthday present for you. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Good stuff. Well, thank you for that. Um, and and so one thing with joining the developmental team, you you were the first team to join the first developmental team to join uh, USA Nordic. So previous episode, go listen to Taylor Fletcher's. It was fantastic. Um, you know, Taylor really dove into what it was like being on the team and then having you know, ski jumping and, and Nordic combined kind of spun off um, into USA Nordic, the the ne next uh, the national governing body. What was it like for you being that first, you know, one of the first new team members of USA Nordic, and and kind of not quite carrying the torch, but like holding up um, the foundation and making sure that everything 
from that point moving forward was going to work because it was still, I mean, it looked like it was going to be fine, but it was still kind of up in the air at the time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Please. If Uh, you're not, why are you doing this? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, being younger and just, you know, nominated to the team. Um, I didn't really know, um, Mm -hmm. too much of the old USA ski jumping. And so it was all, it was all kind of new to me. And, um, so I didn't really know the old and so I didn't know how much they were changing until, you know, probably two years ago. Um, maybe even a year ago is when, you know, you could see the huge changes that USA Nordic was making mm-hmm. and not only for support of the athletes, but um, for the opportunities and just even for the younger kids that um, I got to see kids in my club um, that who were growing up ski jumping, you know, and getting the opportunities that they were getting that I, you know, didn't get to have. Mm-hmm. And that USA Nordic was making the change. And, you know, so that was, that was probably the coolest thing that I got to see. And um, so I didn't really realize it much about, you know, carrying the torch and uh, uh, making the change, such mm-hmm. as like Taylor Fletcher or other, some of those other older guys that had been on the team for, you know, up to 10 years, seven, however many years. Um, and, but yeah, no, it was super cool. And I got to see, you know, younger kids get those other opportunities. And then, um, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that doesn't make sense. You were relatively young, 13, 14 at the time. Um, so maybe that's not as, uh, impactful as it is now. And it, and, you know, in a few years, you might even realize like, wow, I was a part of something that was huge, yeah. especially at the, yeah. at the make or break yeah. point of it, essentially. So I think that that's fantastic. So congratulations for that. And 2015 was a huge year, man. That was your first time you got to compete internationally as well in Slovenia, right? Um, yeah. That is, that is incredible. I mean, you know, kind of going around to some of these smaller venues in the United States and, and, and working at these and, and um, competing at these smaller events, what was it like to finally go to Europe and compete in, you know, a, a gigantic what i'm assuming is a, is a relatively it's a bigger sport over there so i have to assume the venue is a little bit bigger oh yeah um i'm gonna tell you there was probably three turning points um in my career so far that have made me you mm-hmm. know fully realize that i love to do this sport and uh one the first um was when i was younger and that would be the progression of the sport. And by that, I mean, most people don't realize that there's so many hills in ski jumping. They're sorry, different sized hills. Mm-hmm. And um, at our ski jump, we have a 7, uh, 15, a 30, and a 40 meter hill. And I thought one of the coolest um, things as a kid was to always look up at that next size and just think, oh man, I want to, you know, conquer that thing one day. And, um, that was always, you know, a dream was to get up to that next hill and sit up at, at the top and freak out, you know, probably some of the most terrifying, uh, moments of my life were at that next size hill. But then the rewarding, it, the most rewarding feeling is when you landed it, you know, and, um, you stopped and you were like, 
I did it, you know, and, and then you just kept wanting to do it and do it and mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, that's what hooked me um, on to ski jumping. And then I would say in about seventh grade, um, I, be- I think it was seventh grade, um, I qualified for my first junior nationals, which was in Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska, and mm-hmm. being a kid from Wisconsin, you know, um, you never really think that, you know, a sport is going to take you to Alaska <laughs> and, uh, qualified, you know, and, uh, I was like, man, you know, I want to do something with this sport. And then the third time was when I got to go over to Europe and I saw how good everyone else was, um, how, much more respected it was and how uh, many more people do it and um and not to mention the fact i got to go over to europe you know for the sport that i do yeah, right you know and compete um traveling to alaska was cool but traveling to, to europe, europe i'm sure yeah. is a little bit cooler yeah for sure and so yeah i mean those three points in my um in ski jumping you know were what made me want to keep doing it and uh want to be good and that's awesome, so, yeah. man. I love it. And how how did you finish at that um that first international event? How'd you do? Um the first competition, I think I got probably second or third to last. Oh and <laughs> yeah, no, I thought you were gonna say good. second or third. No, 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 no. <laughs> um there's probably like, you know, seventy seventy people. Uh-huh. And yeah, I was pretty far down the list. And the second day, I believe I got disqualified. Oh, yeah. So uh, not the best. Three Go out with the bang, man. Go, Go out with the bang. bang. Shoot or shoot. Yeah. That's what you exactly. did, man. I love shoot it. Very cool, dude. That yeah. 20, 2015 seems like it was a pretty killer year for you. Um, I do. I congratulations on all that again. And I mean, you're still what? You're fourteen. That's your freshman year of high school, right? Yep. So it all been, of that yeah, freshman year of high school was the weirdest year that I ever lived in my life. I could only yeah. imagine what it was like throwing all that into it too. So kudos to you, man. You were a much stronger person than I'll ever be. But, um, so then 2017, you were actually the junior national champion, um, yep. here in the United States. What was that like? I mean, I guess it, is that the natural progression of things to eventually become the the junior national champ after being on the team? You know, as, as you said, you were, you were on the development team at a, at a much younger age than the rest of them. Uh, the rest of the guys that came over. Um, so I have to assume you were on that team for a little bit longer. What was that like, kind of the the validation of winning uh, Junior National Champion? Um, oh, that was – it was a good day. Um, you know, that's a goal for um, everyone um, when growing, growing up uh, ski jumping is to um, be Junior National Champion. You go usually um, – most kids go when they're younger, like me, you know, around seventh, mm-hmm. um, eighth freshman year, you know, that's usually their first year. So, um, you have a few years to get, um, the experience. And then, uh, once you get more on the older side, um, I think that would have been my sophomore year in high school. And so I had been, you know, that would have probably been my third or fourth junior national. So I've been going for some time mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, I mean, that was definitely the, the goal for the winner um was to end it off as junior national champion and uh my parents were there and uh you know so that's great because they now they don't really get to see me much and so i'm glad they got to see 
or not you, not see me much um, competing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they actually only got to watch me once um, this winter, which is unfortunate. But you know, I guess that's um, a sacrifice made with ski jumping. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it was just a great it was a great day, great time. We had a um, good team celebration afterwards, and yeah. Congratulations, man. That is super cool. Um, and did that was, was there any, ever any time while you were, you know, obviously a long time on the developmental team, um, you know, just being there, was there ever any times that you were just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but then kind of looking at those goals made you really just keep pushing just to make it to the next day. Um, I would say no. I have not hit the point yet where. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> honesty. I mean, there's that honesty again, Andrew. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I have not um, really debated it yet. Um, that I do want to um, be done. Obviously, there's always those days um, yeah. where you're like, oh, the, like, you know, I hate training or whatever. You mm-hmm. know, any sort of athlete, you know, is going to go through that. But no, I have not had the contemplation. Um, to quit and I hope um now that you know the long-term goal of the 2022 Olympics is on um that I don't um mm. I you know obviously you never know what the future will hold I, I'm, um, I'm confident you'll be around for a couple more years yeah yeah I hope yeah. so too um but yeah so no I uh I have not and I'm, I'm glad that I, you know, I love the sport that I do mm-hmm. and have the passion and the drive for it that, um, yeah. I love it, man. Congratulations. You definitely hit the jackpot. So stick with it as long as you can. That's fantastic. So 2017, you were the junior national champ. 2018, you were the U S cup champion. Um, I guess describe the difference between the U S cup champion and the junior national champion. And I guess some of the, the, uh, I guess more nuanced details of the, the differences and comparisons of those two. Yeah. Um, junior nationals would be, uh, you know, one competition, um, okay. you know, you show up, uh, wherever it is that year, um, it switches places and, uh, you know, you show up, it's one competition. You, you know, you either, you know, game seven, you, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta show up and compete and do your best. And, uh, yeah. And the U S cup would be more like, um, I guess if we're going to go NBA comparisons, junior nationals would be the playoffs. You know, that's your, that's your, uh, you know, make it or break it. Mm -hmm. Whereas the U S cup would be the regular season. Okay. And uh, it's a series around the United States, you know? So um, first place gets you a hundred points. Second place gets 80, you know, third gets you 60, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, yeah, all around the United States. We have five stops in the Midwest, um, you know, a few out east and then a couple out west. And, yeah, it's all throughout the winter. And it's a great time because that's, you know, when you're younger and that's when you start to get to meet people and uh, really get involved with the sport. Um, go to the different venues and places and jump in front of actually surprisingly big crowds. Um, and yeah, um, it's just a great time. That's awesome. And how many, how, how many um, competitions are there that go into the, the cup championship? I believe there's 10. 10. All right. Yeah. So that's a, it's a pretty good number and you came out on top after all 10. So that congratulations. That is uh, pretty darn impressive. 
gotta uh gotta give you that man so congratulations that is super cool so junior national champ u.s cup champ and then 2019 you were promoted to the senior national team i guess we can call it um congratulations Mm -hmm. on that man that was only a few months ago um what did that like again going back to the the validation doesn't really seem like you need it but just knowing that you are progressing continuously along this path you went from developmental to you know, champion, champion, and now you're finally on the senior national team. What does it mean to you to be on the the A squad, essentially, going back to to some basketball references? Yeah. You're on varsity now. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, so so what's that like for you? And I guess, like, what, what extra motivation or inspiration comes with knowing that you're one of the best at something in this country? Um, it's It shows that, you know, the hard work and all the years, um, you know, they, they paid off. And uh, – we have four of us now on, or sorry, five of us on the national team. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this winter was, um, it was crazy. It was tough. It was, um, a lot of time. I think I spent two and a half months in Europe. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, just to, um, have my best winter and, uh, do what I needed to do essentially um it was it was great it was um and to get that validation afterwards um no better you know no better ending to the season mm-hmm. that is and, fantastic uh, man. yeah i love it so there's you casey kevin who are the other two gentlemen on the team uh decker dean and patrick goshenica Ooh, yeah a, a little polish polish that's last a fun last name polish yeah. and you like ski jumping look at that um so you said you said you spent two and a half months over in Europe. Where was this all for competition? Was this for training camps? Tell us, I guess, what you were doing over there. That I guess is a little different than what you were doing over here your last few years. Um, yeah, no, that would be getting into, um, I guess you could say, legit competition. <laughs> um, not this, not to you know. Ah, uh, you're good. Add, you know. Don't worry. Don't be humble. Um, you're good. Um, but you know the United States is a little behind, and so mm-hmm. when you go over to Europe, um, that's where the big competitions are. That's where the money's at, um, and so yeah, um, we were um, mainly competing. Um, obviously, you train during the week, um, but every weekend is competition, and we would normally um, let's see. So our home base is Slovenia, mm-hmm. and every weekend would be a competition wherever you know mainly in europe but um so then we that's when we would travel and we would compete on the weekend probably head back to slovenia on you know sunday maybe monday and uh repeat you know get ready for that next weekend and yeah keep going and, and that's was this all um oh, sorry go ahead no no no. was this all um world cup continental cup what, what uh what circuit were you on um i was on the continental cup circuit to begin with mm-hmm. uh and then i scored a top 30 uh mid-january and came home for about a week and a half had a home competition home continental cup in iron mountain in the up and that's a great time um if you're you know you're ever around in the midwest for mid-february would definitely recommend it um, do, I have to, do i have to be outside Yes, you do. Uh, ah, I don't know, man. I think I'm busy that weekend. I appreciate the invitation, though. Yeah, well, I mean, they got <laughs> some big fires. Uh, a lot of people, too. And uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so, and during that week, I got nominated um, for world championships. 
And I'll tell you, that was a crazy week. Um, for one, because I was not planning on going back to Europe that quick. So school got to be pretty mm. hectic, to say the least, because I missed, you know, the last month. And uh, basically, um, I went to my counselor and told her, you know, I qualified for world championships. Um, I'm going to do it. You know, it's, you know, sorry. I, yeah. I, you know, I can't pass on that opportunity. It's every two years. I have no idea, you know, what the next two years are going to hold. Um, so I'm going to do it. And uh, I would really love your guys's help. Um, whatever that may take. And um, all I want to do is graduate. You know, I just want the credits. I don't need, you know, 4.0 or whatever. I just want to get the diploma and walk the stage. And they were, they were great. And they uh, helped me, you know, with um, finishing up the last semester and um, getting what I needed before I left. And I even, you know, when I came back, then I even had a few classes back at school. And so I didn't have to give up on um, my senior year quite yet. And uh, so, yeah, um, I guess, yeah, I went back over for world championships and that was probably one of the most crazy experiences I've ever had. Um, it was, you know, being 17 and being able to go to world championships was um, crazy. And it was, it was so much fun and um, many great experiences from that. And yeah, that was something that, that's something that I always uh, remember. The fourth turning point, why you want to stay in the sport. The forever, fourth, right? yep, that'll right. be the fourth. We figured it out. Um, yeah. So just just to clarify again, just for just for people listening that aren't might not be aware, it's been explained to me essentially that that world championships are, from a competition standpoint, pretty much on par with the Olympics. Is that correct? And, and in certain cases, it's even harder because there's not as many. Um, how do I want to say it? There's not as many restrictions on, on people and countries and how many it's just the best of the best are there. So uh, explain what that was like knowing that you were in the field of literally the best in your sport. And this only happens once every couple of years. Yeah. Um, I was terrified. <laughs> um, More honesty from Angie. It doesn't get better than that. Um, I, the weekend before at the home competition, I actually had um, the worst weekend of my winter to that point. Um, and my family was there, you know, all my, you know, the mm -hmm. whole, it was the United States competition. So like, I, you know, pretty much everyone's there watching and I was, you know, nervous and, you know, wanted to do, and I had gotten named to world championship team. And so I really wanted to do good, you know, and I felt the pressure and um, it didn't go so well. So going into world championships, um, I was terrified and uh, I didn't really have much expectations. Um, because of that, I knew I was very young, um, and um, and yeah, you know, I had grown up watching, you know, all those guys on the World Cup circuit, and uh, I knew how good they were and how much and you know how far behind I was, and so yeah, I um, was scared. Uh, I knew, you know, the big TV. Uh, the cameras and you know all the people they're watching and um so yeah i uh tried to mentally prepare myself as much as possible and i all i my goal was to not get last and it i'll tell you this much it 
exceeded my expectations you know um there's about 62 of us that compete um top 50 qualify and i wanted to qualify but if i knew if i didn't i didn't want to get too upset at myself because mm-hmm. you know this is the top level and i actually qualified you know i think i was 48th and that was you know crazy i was so excited and uh yeah so i got to do i got to compete in world championships even though you know qualification you technically are still competing it's just not you know the medal event i guess mm-hmm. you could say semantics so, you're good yeah dude. semantics yeah. you were there you competed against the best of the best and i have on my paper 44th is that that's where you yep. ended up so yep and that's uh when the competition i even did better you know yeah better than qualification so well, that's top 44 in the entire world or something i would take top 4400 in the world at anything dude that is just incredible so congratulations on that man i think that that is so cool and in a couple years i expect you to get to do it again yeah i sure hope so you know world championships um yeah that's on the goal goal list and then uh hopefully um that one i won't be so scared in um (laughs) now since i got you know the experience and Uh you know i've um you know been there and done Mm -hmm. it and hopefully yeah next time around it will be better i love it dude and so this upcoming season i guess the 20 20 2021 season are you going to be on the world cup circuit or are you going to kind of be splitting time between the continental cup and the world cup and just for so people listening understand continental cup world cup is the highest and then yeah. continental cup is below that so again it's going back to nba it's kind of like the g league is that is that a fair exactly. comparison? okay cool exactly yep. so moving forward are you going to be kind of splitting time or or what is your you know the outlook for next year look like um yeah it'll be um mainly a game time decision um due to how everyone is performing i guess um so i cannot give you a mm-hmm. exact answer um but there is um at least last winter we had three spots on the world cup circuit um so th- you know we can ski up to three guys mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah it'll be a battle for um you know each weekend for those um, world cup spots and then whoever you know is not on world cup will be skiing continental cup mm-hmm. and which is also you know um honestly at the beginning of the winter um it's probably good to ski the lower level especially for me mm-hmm. um being younger and not as experienced um to get that confidence going before you know you start the winter mm-hmm. you know it, at the highest level, you know, and you, if you aren't performing, then, you know, you can get stuck behind and, you know, have a really bummer of a winner. So for me, I would uh, hope to start on the lower level and get some confidence going and mm-hmm. um, hopefully some good results. And then, yeah, hopefully move up um, to the world cup and yeah, get some good, valuable experience and yeah, hopefully some good Move results. forward with it. I love it, Jade. And yeah, and you know, as you were talking about, you know, um, with with ski jumping being a very technical sport uh usually technical sports come down a lot to mental uh confidence and fortitude and 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 the not to say obviously that the, the to diminish the physical aspects of the game but it also sounds like the mental side of it um is you know it's about 50 50 essentially from what i'm hearing from multiple athletes at this point so you know maybe maybe getting that confidence up a little bit could be helpful and you know ride into that as you said with some momentum and 
and go crush it on the world cup circuit so congratulations man we'll be we'll be crossing our fingers for you and i'm pretty sure we can watch all this stuff now over here in the states too so um maybe we'll get to see you on uh on a live stream one of these days that should be pretty fun Moving forward, what um, 2022, you know, as we already spoke about, so 19 and 21 are the uh, world championship years. 2022 is going to be the Olympic year. What is the qualification process like and what do you need to do to qualify to make the 2022 Olympic Games? Um, that will, you know, come down to um, the year of 2022. Um, and it'll be a team – excuse me, um, a team fight, you know, we will most likely have four spots and one of those spots will be taken by the winner of Olympic trials, Mm -hmm. um, in December. And then the other three will be based upon continental cup or world cup results, you know, up to whatever time they cut that off. Um, usually it's about early February. And so, you know, you got to be ready to go as, you know, right away in the beginning of the winter and uh, hopefully get some good results. And, um, you know, it's, t- it's tough to say, you know, to be better than, you know, your teammates. But obviously, you know, that's what you have to do is you got to, you know, it's you against your teammates for those spots. And it's tough. Um, it'll be tough. And, um, cause I know they want it as much as I do. And, um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be a race 2022. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, to qualify, it's basically all about, you know, the accumulation of points, mm-hmm. kind of cup, world cup. And so, yeah. Very cool. Well, hopefully you can just go off and win uh, Olympic trials and not have to worry about all those points. Exactly. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do, man. And we still got a couple of years, three years, essentially, a little less than three years. So you have to worry about it. But it's always nice to know what needs to happen. And sounds like there's five guys on the team now. I'm sure over the next yeah. few years, a couple more will join. So mm-hmm. then, you know, I was going to say five for four spots is one thing. But if we're talking six, seven, eight guys for four spots, the competition breeds excellence. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have some good, 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 uh, good, clean competition down the stretch to see who uh, who gets to go to to Beijing. It'd be pretty cool. And uh, you know, no matter how much <clears throat> um, competing with your teammates um, is a bummer and um, it's tough, you know, we are pushing each other. You know, mm-hmm. every single day to be better. And um, yeah, it's. I mean, we live together. We know each. I know them too well. Um, to say the least, <laughs> and um, it gets tough living over there in Europe for so long. Um, kind of, I guess you could say, a little isolated um, in a foreign country. And yeah, I mean, that's that's what it boils down to: is we push each other to be mm-hmm. better. And you know, whoever's at the top, um, everyone else is chasing, and they know it, and we know it. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it it works out in the end and yeah it always has to not much more you can do right so you gotta you gotta stick with it and you know best man wins it's also the nice thing i guess nice or or or, you know other side of the coin kind of frustrating is it's it's you against yourself right like you know what you need to do and you know how far you can jump at your best and and you know how many points you can score at your best and if you do that then you win and if you don't you don't i mean you know there's it's again it's like golf going back to that technique it's you against the course it doesn't matter what anyone else does it you know if you can 
shoot 15 under, that's awesome. And if you can't, well, then that sucks. Hopefully you're still ahead of them at the end, but you know, you, yeah. you can only do what you can do. And, you know, I think that that's kind of as much as there is competition, it's just, it's not physical head to head competition. You know, I spoke to some wrestlers, some fencers, judo, taekwondo, you're physically fighting the other person across from you. You guys are pretty much fighting against yourselves and hoping your best is just better than theirs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's you, you and the hill. And, uh, that's exactly what it boils down to. Um, whatever you do on the hill is going to be your fault or, you know, your reward. Mm -hmm. And, uh, no matter what this guy or that guy does, um, it, in the end, it doesn't really matter because it's up to you to do it. And, uh, yeah. I love it. All right, man. Well, um, so 2022, right around the corner. One thing I like to bring up and really just ask about, you know, we don't want to know how many dollars you make. Uh, that's a pretty rude question to ask, especially when you're broadcasting this to the world. But, um, you know, what, what are the, what's the support like that you receive from, from friends, family, sponsors, national governing body? What have you seen on your end, especially being on the developmental team for so long and now being promoted to the, 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 uh, the senior national team? what is that support like and how, how many different places have you seen it come from? Um, uh, it's being on the junior team. There is, um, less funding mm -hmm. than, um, yeah, of you know, course. Than the national team, of course, you know, rightfully so. Um, but, um, we do have a few, um, major contributors i guess you could say um and that would be the national nordic foundation um they really like to help out junior athletes i guess mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they do a huge fundraiser at the beginning of the winter um and that um that money um gets cycled in throughout the year um to help cover expenses and you know costs or um whatever it may be you know travel money whatever um but mainly being on the junior team, it would be um, out of your own um, pocket. So whether that's, you know, parents, um, you know, grandparents, a little fundraiser, GoFundMe, whatever. Um, yeah, and so uh, the junior team, they do try to help out as much as possible. Um, but it is, you know, you, um, yeah, basically um, what you can do. And uh, yeah. And now being on the national team is where, um, more funding, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, I guess I've only been on, um, I've only been on it for a month and I have not, yeah. um, you know, gotten to compete uh -huh. or travel anywhere. So I guess I cannot, um, I don't know exactly, but from what I do know is, um, it, it varies from which level of the team you are on. Um, a, B, or C team. Uh, a team is fully covered. Um, B team and C team, you know, they they step in and do what they um, absolutely, you know, can mm -hmm. do. And so that's great um, to get that more support. And um, yeah, it's it's a it's a um, and it's a help um, for sure. But um, for sports that don't have you know the funding as compared to others it's tough but um you know in the long run such as uh you know college expenses with um skiing you know you can get that scholarship or whatever 
So maybe in the long run, um, you know, you're making it out on top. And, you know, when sponsors come in and those costs get offset and you're um, breaking even or even maybe even making some more, um, that's even better. And uh, so, yeah, now since um, on the national team and getting to those higher level competitions where you are going to make money, um, not saying that it's easy, um, but now it's possible. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. Possibility of making money is always better than no possibility of making money. So uh, now right. that you know you what you need to do, you have to place what top thirty at those events to to get paid. Yep, top thirty yep. World Cup, which is uh, you know that's that's a tough it's, task. But it sounds more difficult, or it is more difficult than it sounds, right? You know, top yeah. thirty, but uh, it's top thirty in the world essentially at that point because most of those competitions are are heavy heavy competitions with some of the best in the world so hopefully uh hopefully we'll see your name in uh you know top top 30 top 20 maybe top 10 every once in a while you get a couple bucks and you're able to uh you know save something along the way rather than uh being in the red all year yeah exactly and uh yeah we'll uh you know keep working hard and uh hopefully get those results do whatever you gotta do brother you're a young guy you got some time you got some energy read a book and just put in the work you don't have much yeah. else to do so rock and roll yeah. man um so then one other thing i would be remiss to say i mean you're graduating high school in like a month right oh yeah yep. actually no in like probably 15 days 15 days so the yeah. very beginning and very end end of may beginning of june so this episode might be out by then might put it out right around the time you graduate so might be a little graduation present to you how's that sound um, but congratulations on that man you know high schools i had a blast I, I can't imagine what yours was like being in europe for part of the entire school year your yeah. freshman year the weirdest year of my entire life having to deal with or getting to deal with some of the incredible opportunities that you had I think that's awesome um so you're graduating high school and you're starting at the University of Utah next year uh taking some online courses tell us about what you're going to be taking what your major is and uh what you're really excited about kind of getting moving on to that next phase of your life where you're not kind of bogged down by school seven eight hours a day now you just have the opportunity to take a few classes and really focus and hone more of your time on uh ski jumping yeah, um, I'm very excited for that. Um, high school was always, you know, you always had to go back to it. You know, mm -hmm. you couldn't, no matter um, what your opportunities were, you always had to go back to school. And um, thinking about that um, and how um, now it'll be online and um, I can focus 100% of everything into ski jumping. Um, that's a great feeling and not saying that college classes will be easy. Um, I'm sure they won't be. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that's super exciting. Uh, can focus hundred percent, uh, into the sport. And, um, I am currently undecided, um, with the major, um, which is kind of nice in the ski jumping aspect where I mm -hmm. do have time. Um, you know, I don't have to, obviously no one has to decide right away, but whiskey jumping, um, as my number one priority, that will give me some time to figure out what I want to be when I mm -hmm. grow up. And, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, exciting to, um, take some of those classes and, you know, decide, uh, what, whatever that is. And yeah, so ski jumping, number one goal, um, number one priority, I guess. And, uh, then yeah, so take a few classes 
um, on the side, I guess. We'll see um, what those are. And yeah, super exciting time. Um, big change. To say the least, man. Yeah, now uh, that was always the best. My favorite part about freshman year, realizing I didn't have to be in school from seven o'clock till till two thirty or three thirty every day. It was more, you know, take a couple classes here, a couple classes there, and look at that. Your you know your week's over. You have a lot yeah, more freedom. Exactly. Um, and mm-hmm. in my case, what did I do with my freedom? I pretty much just hung out with my friends and ate pizza. Um, in your case, you're going to be practicing uh, to become one of the best in the world at something. So. This is going to be pretty yeah. awesome, man. So congratulations one more time. Um, Andrew, this was fantastic. Andrew Urlaub, USA Ski Jumping, Olympic hopeful for 2022. Uh, top 44 in the world. Man, that's pretty incredible. Or at least at that one event. But it sounds a little yeah. bit that way. So yeah. Andrew, Andrew, sincerely, sincerely appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Our Athletes with Andrew Erlob. As I said, very young guy, but he has so much opportunity ahead of him. It is, I'm so grateful I had the, great, uh, the opportunity again to speak with him and hear about his story. So it was so much fun. So thank you all for listening. Always make sure, As always, make sure to check the show notes for all of Andrew's socials so that you can start following him on his journey and path to the games. Make sure to follow us too at ourathletesus.us on Instagram, at ourathletesusa on Twitter. Check me out on LinkedIn, Michael Raziel. Um, Our Athletes is the business. And the new website, it's been up for a little over a month now. Super, super happy with it. It is www.ourathletes.us. And yeah, so thank you guys so much. Thank you again to Launching Podcast for being our one and only sponsor. Use promo code Mike at checkout for $50 off their easy step-by-step video course. That's promo code Mike at launchingpodcasts.com for $50 off. And other than that, always please make sure to rate us five stars on whatever platform you use. We would sincerely appreciate it. It would help us get in front of some more and more people so that these athletes can have their stories shown and heard by more and more people to impact more and more lives. And all right, thank you all so much. Sincerely appreciate it. And I hope you make it a wonderful day.